Thank you for taking the opportunity to listen to the Cultural Shift podcast. In this episode, we're going to be really examining how to find that right person for your organization and looking at some of those tips and tricks on how to really, you know, engage that interview process. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it. So for me, one of the one of the things that I really look at when trying to explain my thought processes and my my philosophies is honestly to go off of stories and experiences and those sorts of things. And so this will encompass that story of how I've, I've recently built out a team. It's been effectively built out over the last uh, five years, and we've had very, very limited turnover. And part of that is because we've got really strong candidates and really strong people in those positions, and they're all really great at individual components that mesh well with each other. And so we'll we'll talk about that kind of story process, how we got there, some of the things that uh, happened along the way, and really some of the decisions that I made as we built out this team. But before we dive into that, I, I do have to say one of the things that really was a fundamental or foundational component for me as I've gone through all the journeys that I have is really understanding the concept that you're building your own individual organization or your own individual team as a micro culture. And so you have to get the right pieces in play. And a book that I'd really want to give a shout out to, they're not sponsors of this by any means. Uh, It's just a really amazing book. It's really easy to read. And it's called The Toy Box Leadership. And it's Leadership Lessons from the Toys You Loved as a Child. And it's by Ron Hunter and Michael Waddle. It's an amazing book. Go check it out. Highly recommend it. It really breaks down the concept of building your teams and stuff that is manageable and stuff that makes a lot of sense. Because honestly, it's talking about toys that we all kind of grew up with as kids. Anywhere from building out Legos to the Slinky Dog to the Army Army Men. It's a really, really great book. And so it helps kind of build that foundational piece to help you understand how to build out your team. Five years ago, I was asked to take over a team, well, really build a team from scratch that was going to be rather diverse. It had lots of different moving parts ranging anywhere from instructional design to data analytics to having uh, affectionately what is called a, a knowledge center, but essentially it's a data warehouse for all of your standard operating procedures, so on and so forth. So this team was multifunctional, multidimensional. It had a lot of moving parts, and it served the greater enterprise, uh, but with a very finite methodology. And one of the interesting parts when we were really starting to talk about how to build this team out was looking at how each piece could fit the bigger overall puzzle. Now, granted, when I took this team, there was already a legacy of uh, three people and we really spent a a few months kind of understanding each other and understanding the ins and outs of the things that really made each person tick. And this way you could really start to see how the pieces of the pie, so, so to speak, fit together. 
before I built out this team, I really wanted to take a, an understanding and develop a roadmap of what success would look like and what we really needed within the each kind of department of the individual team, right? And to do this, it really took some time of just understanding the people that were currently in play, looking at an assessment of what the overall objectives are of the organization, and really what was the culture that I wanted to bring to this individual group. And I've had a lot of experiences that are both good and bad. I've had some great leaders, and I've had some really awful leaders. Uh, I've had some fights and knock down drag out screaming matches and really for me the thing that i took away from all of those experience is was empowerment and how do i instill trust and empowerment within the organization so the first kind of starting point we already had a, a group of you know three employees uh that were working pretty pretty well together and we wanted to bring in a, a fourth and really start to develop what this group was going to be and so we looked at an instructional designer and my boss at the time had a person in mind I really didn't have much say so in, in who we were bringing on. Luckily, this person is absolutely phenomenal. She's one of a kind, top notch. Uh, so she comes on board, and then we start to rapidly build out the build out the team. And the story that I want to get to on this particular podcast is the interview process and kind of what that looks like and how you can you navigate and manage around some of the limitations that honestly we get bestowed upon us from an HR perspective right and so we were looking really to build out a this knowledge center concept, which before it was that it was just web pages that had standard operating procedures. We really wanted to build out a centralized location for all of our documents. The trick to this was, do you go after somebody that was technologically proficient or do you look at something that is different? And this is where my boss and I got into a, a, a rather interesting conversation over this because he had a very different and distinct idea of who he wanted to bring into this scenario. That person had a pretty decent background when it comes to technology, but really was lacking some of the key fundamental pieces that I was looking for. And my philosophy has always been to focus in on the intangibles, the things that are unique to each individual, not necessarily uh, a skill set, but something that could be defined loosely as skills. But really, you're looking at their th traits such as ability to navigate a room, how influential are they, are they? You know, was the person able to carry themselves with distinction? Are they able to navigate challenging situations? So on and so forth. Like, what is their communication skills? And so leading into this, my boss was pretty well dead set that I was going to hire the person that he wanted. And I went into his office and I, I basically looked at him and said, you know, when are you going to let me hire the people that I want to hire and build my team out? And 
he didn't really appreciate that approach at the at the moment, and essentially said, "You know what? Go ahead and do this, but this is on this is on you if it if it falls apart." And I am perfectly fine with taking that responsibility. And so I said, "Thank you very much." Walked out the door and proceeded to work on what it was that I wanted this team to be. And so we had lots of conversations in amongst our own micro team as to kind of what we were looking at. And for me, it was all about those intangibles. It was a person that was going to be a high character person, a person that was going to have high drive, a person that was going to be able to communicate in difficult situations well. Now, the trick to this was HR would provide us with a list of candidates, but they gave us a very rudimentary set questions that we had to ask. So it was a standard stuff, like tell us a time when you had a difficult challenge and you needed to, you know, succeed. And what did you do? And how did you overcome those challenges? And those are okay. Those, you know, they tend to lead to rather boring interviews, in my opinion. And so this approach in this interview actually set up my reputation as an interviewer within the organization because there was a couple things that we did that was distinctly different. We brought in the entire team. And so in the first round interview, it was the entire team with the person that was interviewing for that position. And so we asked the standard questions, but we also provided an opportunity where they could ask any question they wanted. So it's like an informal opportunity to, you know, think like they're going out and having coffee and just talking to a person that might work on a team. I wanted to give the interviewee the opportunity to ask really any question that they wanted. And that was free reign. It could be, hey, what is it like to work for me? What is it like to be in you know, in the organization, what were the expectations, so on and so forth. And so while it was a little intimidating for the interviewees at the front end of it, they did enjoy the fact that they had the opportunity to ask those questions because it is something that normally doesn't happen in interviews. Secondly, is I had a second round interview and I really wanted that to be a almost a trial run of what I envisioned this position was going to be. And for this unique or for this particular position, it was very unique in the fact that it was going to be working with multiple business owners and having multiple work groups. And a lot of the business owners were very difficult. And so it wasn't a technological stance that we needed. We needed somebody to be getting in the room and to really navigate those dynamics and be able to handle all the challenges that were going to be thrown our way. And so this second round interview ultimately was a trial run and we set it up that it was going to be uh, a work group where they're going to be celebrating a party. And so I got with the other people that were going to be interviewing uh, this person with me and gave them roles and they gave each person had that like a an enhanced version of the worst employee that you could possibly have in a work group. So I had one that was always the interrupter, had one that was going to get the phone call in the middle of it, was going to have a, a negative Nancy or a negative Nelly. You were going to have somebody that was going to just be 
boisterous and, and talking over and then have the person that doesn't talk at all. And the objective was to get a party planned out and get most of the people on board. And so one of the things that I worked with on the interviewer side was to make sure that they took it to the next level because if they could survive this i knew that they could survive the actual job and so went through the process it was challenging we we ended up with a candidate that was absolutely perfect and wonderful she did an amazing job she recently just took a position where she was uh, promoted and is now doing something completely different that she wanted to move into a different job field and so the interesting part about all of that is when you look back and you go okay how am i going to build out my team and how what are some of the things that you could possibly do to help really enhance your team is one look at how does the person fit with the team so we had the initial interview where it was all the team that is currently there they had to sign off if they didn't sign off based on personality meshing etc that person did not make it to the second round and then you find a way to work within the hr world of rules and regulations that they have to keep you know the organization from being sued to figure out how to give the person a trial run and so if you take those two items and combine them together, you're going to wind up with a candidate that is really, really strong. And this has actually worked for every single position I have added. And so when I first took this position and took over this team, we had a grand total of three people that we started with, quickly brought on a fourth, and currently it's a team of 11 that handles vastly different and vastly uh, unique items within the overarching team dynamic. And by doing the different approaches and finding ways to really challenge the interviewee, we can kind of flesh out some of those things that honestly don't get brought to light in a lot of most, in a lot of interviews. Oftentimes you just walk away and you go, ah, oh, that was a good candidate. I think I'm gonna, you know, I think I'm gonna hire this one. And you've spent a grand total of five minutes with the person. Really, you need to get a feel of them. You need to understand who they are as individuals, what they're gonna bring to the table. Try to look at some of the dynamics of how they interact with your team. But what is even better is when you have your team bought in. If your team is buying in and saying, you know what, this person's going to fit, what they do is then take that new employee and put them under their wing, and they're going to make sure that they are successful because they are equally as accountable to this person's success as you are as a leader. So you're taking that burden of, hey, I need to be successful. I need to find the right person and go, and you know what? No, collectively, let's go find the right person that's going to fit our culture. Culture is a huge, huge topic that we will address in a later podcast. And, you know, this is just the first part of the series. We're going to continue down this wonderful path of figuring out how we can build out our teams to be as successful as they possibly 
possibly can be and how can we have great ROI, have limited turnover, and just really ultimately have high-performing teams. And, you know, as we continue down this path, we're going to talk about some of those tips and tricks that might be out there. And I just want to say that I, I do appreciate you all coming and listening to this podcast. And if you have anything that you might would like for me to talk about or address, feel free to shoot me an email. And with that, I hope you all have a great rest of your day, and thank you for listening.